Chapter 8 of Pee Wee Harris FOB Bridgeboro. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pee Wee Harris FOB Bridgeboro by Percy Keyes Fitzhugh. Enter Lizzie. When Pee Wee spoke about Fords, he was thinking of Townsend Ripley's Ford, and when he said that things happened to it, he never said a truer word. Many things had happened to Pee Wee but not nearly so many as had happened to Townsend Ripley's Ford. Townsend's Ford had a long and chequered history, extending years back prior to the time when it enters this story. It got on the downward path when it was very young, continued going down till it struck a tree and terminated its youthful escapade upside down in a mill pond. One would say that this should have been a lesson to it, but no such thing. Within a week it had parted with one of its fenders. The life of a Packard or a Cadillac would be tame and prosy indeed, compared with the sprightly history of Townsend's Ford. Townsend often said that Pee-wee was the Ford among scouts. Perhaps it was because he made so much noise, and things were always going wrong with him. When Townsend's Fliver came to make its home with the Ripley family, it was seven years old, minus a top, and with three fenders which looked like ancient tomato cans. In regards to the other fender, it was not. It might have been in good enough condition, only it wasn't there. Townsend said it was the best of the four, but no one had ever seen it. A unique feature of the car was its pair of headlights. These, to put it plainly, were cross-eyed. Their columns of light formed an X on the smooth highways. Townsend had done his best to cure this affliction, but had only made it worse. The lights had a way of joggling back to their eccentric posture. Nuts, wrenches, wire and clothesline were all in vain. Townsend's car could not look you in the face. Townsend had not reached the age at which a citizen of New Jersey is thought to be qualified to drive a car. His was one of those cases where a license may be secured under the requisite age, upon satisfactory proof of competency. He was just 17. The exact age of the car is unknown. It was undoubtedly old enough to enjoy the respect due to age. But it did not enjoy this respect, far from it. To see Townsend sitting upright on the front seat of his fliver, utterly regardless of the mirth it occasioned, was as good as a circus. Long familiarity with the car's eccentricities had given him a sort of magic power over it, so that it would obey him as a dog obeys its master. Certain it is that it would never start for anybody but Townsend, and it is a fact that when he said, lay down to it, it would stop. Some said that these words of stern command were never uttered until the engine had already made up its mind to lay down. If that is the case, then Townsend must always have sensed its intention well in advance, for it invariably complied with his mandate. On the morning following Pee-wee's trip up to Westwood, the Townsend Fliver rolled up to Pee-wee's home with Townsend at the wheel, looking as if he were running a Rolls-Royce. In the rear seat sat Mr. and Mrs. Ripley. Townsend pushed the horn button, but the horn did not honk. He then took the crank, which was lying on the floor, and reaching through the opened windshield struck the hood with it. Instantly the horn began to honk, and would not stop honking until he hit the hood again. Townsend did this all as a matter of course. Presently our hero, labouring under a mountain of luggage, appeared. Can you take all this? he called. Townsend would never admit that there was anything he could not carry in his Ford. If Pee-wee had appeared with a piano, his answer would have been the same. Sure thing, he called cheerily. The more the merrier. It required a few minutes for Dr. and Mrs. Harris to chat with Mr. and Mrs. Ripley, and wish them a pleasant summer, and to say, A Ford always gets you there. 
Yes, but it's so outlandish, said Mrs. Ripley. I positively think that Townsend is proud of it. But it's really amusing. Townsend, make it say goodbye for Dr. Harris. Doctor, I just want you to listen to it. Get up, said Townsend soberly. Say goodbye. As it started, the car gave forth a weird noise which was not unlike the words goodbye. A parrot would have to practice long to say it as well. Did you ever hear such a thing in your life? Mrs. Ripley called back to Dr. Harris. It's a broken spring, I think. I'm going to teach it to say, be prepared, said Townsend to Pee-wee. The scout motto, good idea, huh? There was no sign of a smile on his face. End of chapter 8. Recording by Julian Prattley.